Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Back together again, your old pals, Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Happy Monday to you. It's October 16th. Let's get our heads very, very right. Uh, I'm Woodsy, so happy to be back. Uh, missed you guys, missed talking to the audience, but enjoyed my time away, to be sure. Uh, feeling pretty good today. Feeling pretty good after a weekend in Las Vegas, I, I must say. Better than I've, I used to, that's for sure. Uh, that's Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. Benjamin, great to see your face. Yeah, good to see you. I was actually going to comment that uh, you do look surprisingly chipper and spry. For some reason, I always expect you're going to look like Nicolas Cage at the end of leaving Las Vegas when you get back. Well, there was a time. There was a time uh, when, you know, my old me, pre-dad me, would have taken today off just to shut it down, get back to neutral, and I would have been in tomorrow. But, you know, life changes a lot. When you get older, too, when you get older and you got the kids and the hangovers, as they say, hurt worse than they used to, you know, you just got to dial it back a little bit. Now, I, I, I cut loose. I cut loose. 
No booze, though, really. I had a couple drinks on Friday, and that was it. But we, we, we did some stuff and had some fun on Saturday night at the U2 show. Uh, it was incredible. It was an incredible trip. Uh, my wife and I had not gotten together. Literally? Literally. Incredible trip. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> we had not gotten to get away together. We did the family vacation to Laguna that was horrendous. Maybe the worst weekend, the maybe the most expensive worst weekend of my life. Uh, it was horrible. But terrible time. No one, everyone fought. No one got along. Taylor didn't sleep. It was, it was horrific. So we had not gotten to get away, just the two of us. And it's funny, man, because after it's been so long, you the first day we were like still kind of feeling each other out, right? Because like you're like, I'm not really used to spending a lot of time with you, but... Um, she wanted to go shopping a bunch and I didn't, but I said, you know what, let's do it. We, we did it. So we walked, walked about 10 miles that day, went shopping, got a bunch of stuff. Uh, she wanted some sunglasses. So we did that, had a delicious dinner, uh, Friday night and we played a lot. We gambled a lot. She really fell in love with the slot machines <laughs> like way too. She has a player's card now. That's <laughs> who she is. My wife has a player's card. If she's giving me one of those blue hairs later in life, that's great. <laughs> Bro, the, Something to look forward to. Got a hobby. The thrill that she got when she would hit, you know, I just put 20 bucks in and I made 120. And I'm like, good, cash out. So she would. And then we'd get the money and then she'd walk by and she'd go, ooh, that one's got a horse on it. I like horses. And she'd go over and play that one. And so we really had a we really had a blast. We were in bed Friday night, though, by... By like 10.30. All right. Over. 9.15 yeah. was the over-under. Yeah. So you did stay out later than we thought. We did. We did. And then Saturday night, we were up for a while. I mean, we went to the show, and it was... Um, <laughs> I, I I put it on Instagram. It was a spectacle. It was a spectacle in the best possible way of that something could be a spectacle. Uh, Vegas does everything bigger and better, and the sphere is... I've never seen anything like it. A guy looked at me at the end of the show, just a random dude standing next to me, and they're playing Beautiful Day, and there's graphics all over the thing. He looked at me he right in my eyes. He goes, where do we go from here? And I looked at him. I go, I've got no effing idea. He goes, how are you going to go watch a concert again? Ooh, you're playing in a stadium. How cool. He goes, no, everything sucks now for the rest of our lives. And I go, you're, that, you just ruined my night. I'm like, there's nothing that's ever going to top this. Unless you're on the moon or something, I don't know how you could top what we saw on Saturday night. Best venue you've been to ever. Best venue, I mean, it's not even close. Wow. It's not even close. I've been to shows, I've been to intimate shows. I saw Deftones at Troubadour. There's 300 people there. Like, that's a stadium band, and you're seeing them in a club on a tiny stage. That's special. Like, it's just the, it's, it's special. You, the, the, Energy and there's so few people and they're right on top of you. That's special, but this one was just like nothing you've ever seen. And really, the other thing, like nothing you've ever heard. <laughs> the sound was so crystal clear. Bono at one point was whispering, and you could hear every word. Uh, the lady, we met a lady in the elevator that had a U two shirt on, and she's like, "Hey, just wait, wait till you hear it." She goes, "You'll hear every note that Edge plays on his guitar." And you did. And Bono at one point was like, and you're like, I heard exactly what he said. This is insane. He's whispering into the microphone. You hear everything. And about how many people are in there? About 
I think they said about 10, 10 15,000. Wow. Maybe more, maybe 20. So like a, a like an arena sized yeah. venue. Dude. They they came out. The first they have a, a DJ in this car and he's playing Bowie and he's playing all this good stuff and he's getting you hyped. Then the car moves across the crowd and the crowd parts and then he's over on this side and he's playing just the best songs. They all hits and everyone's dancing and singing and and then the lights go out and they do like an Elvis montage because you're in Vegas and they do like there's Elvis and Priscilla on the sphere and they're he's love me tender love me true and you're just you start to tingle and then they walk out and they play Zoo Station and Bono just walks in and you're like oh my god oh my god this is really happening and uh, they ripped through Octung Baby. Uh, and then played some other, you know, huge hits like Where the Streets Have No Name. That scene turns into a huge desert that you're just looking, you're like, I'm in the desert. I'm in the desert right now. And I know I was not of sound mind and body, but I was in the desert in that moment. A big flag that's like smoking. I mean, <laughs> the the graphics in that place, the sound was the best. Um, the crowd was the crowd was so cool where if everything slowed down. And it was like a really like with or without you, it was you. It sounded like this in there. It was silent. The crowd wouldn't say a word. Everyone just staring at the stage. It was like you were at a, a like a big hypnosis event. Uh, so, man, after that, we went out. We gambled a little bit more at the tables, which was not a pleasurable experience for me. <laughs> I caught more twelves and thirteens. Than, I've, than any humans ever caught at a blackjack Like if table. the Padre season was a blackjack... 12, 12, 12, 12. Session. 12, Just 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. This is the worst. I was telling Paulie this this morning. So I really... 12, 12, 12, 20, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 20, 12, 12, 12, Yeah, that's it. I'd win one. I'd win one and be like, all right, I'm back. And it would be my smallest bet. So I'm like, I'll double it. When you get blackjack... The dealer gets twenty eight and like you know twenty six and goes way over. When you get seventeen, the dealer always gets eighteen. Always. I mean, I got smoked. So I go to the roulette table and I love roulette. I really do. I took throw a hundred down. Now I'm at the I'm at the Venetian. It wasn't a t- you know it was twenty five dollars. So you had to have at least twenty five dollars out there for e- each hand, which is you know pricey. Yeah. But I put a stack on twenty two, my lucky number. I put a stack on six, my kids' birthdays. Both of them were born on the sixth. And 15, which is my, wife, my wife's birthday. And then I would bet black. Red, 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 red. I'm like, oh, my God, that's nine reds in a row. That's never happened before. And so then I'd be, you know what? I'm out. I'd get up. I'd walk away, grab a drink, come back. 22, 22, 22, 22. I'm like, I almost wanted to turn the table over at one point. I'm so bad. I'm like, I know we would walk by and I'd go, that 22, four times. Like, I mean, we'd be rich right now. Oh, it was such a beating. We got killed. I killed on the tables. We both left down. Um, but you know, like other than that, we didn't we didn't go we I knew about how much I had to spend in gambling and yeah, I spent every single nickel of that and then gave my wife some and she spent some of her money and it was uh but you know, listen, you go there, you don't expect to win because that's how they built that giant place that has canals running through it from morons like us. <laughs> right. And that's how you do it. The best though is when you're when you're walking around the casino and you hear like, yeah, I heard a, a guy. I'm walking by. He goes, 
yeah, F yeah. And I look up, and he's standing on his chair at the blackjack table. I'm like, this dude just must have made a fortune. He had a $50 bet down there. I was like, settle down. You're killing me. But I wanted that elation. The feeling of hitting that roulette with 10 chips out there at 35 to 1. When it happened, the minute I walked away, my number hit over and over and over. That board that shows you the numbers can be a Oh, it's, I don't want to see that. Because yeah. you look at it like a moron. So you're like, well, the probability says it should be red anytime. So my There's ass. No effect whatsoever. All it does is mess with your head. She so did that. Um, the thing that surprises me about Vegas now, it's mostly computers. Like all those slot machines now. It's 95% those big computers and... Um, Even the reels that aren't the video reels are still programmed yes. by computer yeah, to pay all, off certain percentage of the time. No so, doubt. So, yeah, it's all electronic. Well, and there's a you, there's a blackjack table that's all electronic. There's craps <laughs> that have dice inside like a pod yeah. that spin around with you, big dice, and you look, you can play craps <laughs> sitting at the table. So they're really smart at getting your money. They're very, that's really what they do the best uh, in fact. But I had not been in so long. I forgot how big it is. I forgot the 42 mile walk to your room. Like we bought something and Hannah goes, "I don't want to carry these around." I go, "It's 40 minutes round trip to go back to our room." So like, let's just carry them. They're just sunglasses. Just bring Even them with after us. you're up the elevator, the hallway. The, there's three just... elevators to get to our our room. Um well, we got there so early, man. And the first time I went to Vegas, we stayed at MGM Grand, which is fine. But my God, the walk from your room to the strip, it's like a mile and a half yeah. off the strip. It's terrible. You're just like, I just kill me, man. It's not like just take the elevator downstairs and walk out. Which it's the only way they can do it. But if they were smarter, you'd put the rooms closer to the action. Right. Wouldn't you? Like, if, if a guy's in his room and he's a little drunk, and he's got like 500 bucks on him. Don't you want him to be like, let me just walk out here and go right to the game. If he has to sit and think, it's a 30-minute walk. It's three <laughs> elevators and an escalator. <laughs> eh, maybe I'll just kick it in the room. You want him closer to the action. But, hey, listen, they know what they're doing there. We had delicious food. Uh, highly recommend. I've never stayed at the Venetian before. It was phenomenal. There was a restaurant in there called Bouchon. We ate there all three mornings for breakfast. <laughs> it was French. Beautiful, brilliant, the best service of all time. Um, the we had a, a dinner at a place called Firebirds that was like Southern comfort food that was spectacular, and uh, yeah, we we just we really had a good time. We got to reconnect several times, and uh, just a good good time was had by all. It was like we were bummed yesterday. We were excited to get home to see the kids, but uh, we were like, man. One more day would be would be phenomenal. It's just not the same. I'm like, glad you didn't win much because it sounds like if you had had a lucky streak as well, you'd still be there possibly. Yard birds is what it's called, not free birds. Firebirds. Fire you birds. said firebirds. Yard, yard birds. birds. It was delicious. Like the band. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really de- uh, delicious. So yeah, we um, it was great to get home and see the kids. I'm trying to think. There was one more thing. Oh, so we went we went shopping one day. I had to tell Paulie this. I had to call him. Go shopping one day uh, over at the Forum. And I always make fun of Pauly for his shoe habit. I don't make fun of him, but I'm like, you have a lot of shoes. <laughs> well, I walk in the store. What's it called? Uh, Urban Necessities. All right, dude. I walk in the store, and I go, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and I go, what's happening? Thousands of 
sing, single shoes, thousands of them, wrapped on shelves. Every pair of Nikes, Jordans, Yeezy, whatever you want, they have. It's a consignment store. So I walked in. I needed some new tennis shoes. And uh, I ended up buying some. And I was like, oh, I'll try these on. He's like, oh, no, 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 no try-ons. I'm like, I can't try these on. He's like, mm-mm. That's no, wild. Not allowed, right? I've never heard of that. So he was really cool, super helpful. So I was asking him. and I'm like, you, Well, I think part of it is they want... The value goes down, right? The value it's, goes down. Yeah. Like when you buy a pair of shoes from them and you take them back to your room and you try them on, that's the first time a, a foot has ever gone into that shoe. Yep. And also, most people that are buying shoes at a store like that... They know their size. They know their size for different brands. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's Nike, J- Jordan, Adidas. Like, you know, okay, uh, it's Reebok. It's a little bit smaller, so I'm going to go up half a size. Well, like, people usually know, so you don't have to worry about it So much. I get it now because I walked in. I go, well, I want like 12 pair of these. That would have <laughs> cost me $50,000. So I asked him, Ben, you'll get a kick out of this. He had this, this glass case in the middle with all these shoes in there. I go, well, what are those? He goes, oh, those are the uh, the really expensive shoes. And I go, what are we talking here? Because the ones I've just bought were pretty damn expensive. He goes, uh, I'll, I'll just show you. Come on over. <laughs> he goes, these are the uh, most rare shoe in the world. It's a collaboration that Nike did with Iron Maiden, the band, Iron Maiden. They're badass. You were tempted. They're 24 <laughs> pair in the world, $75,000. Per, per shoe or no? For, for, for the whole pair. pair. Okay, good. Do you remember oh the Back to the Future shoe? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, they had those, the Velcro... Power laces, fifty thousand dollars. Well, you can buy those there. But they work. They, uh, yeah, they work. Um, they had all kinds of of rare shoes there that were like, and I'm like, who buys these? He's like, oh, athletes come in. Derrick Henry comes in all the time. <laughs> They'll walk out spending. Oh, Paulie's got a picture on the YouTube feed. It's incredible. So I walked out. I called Paulie immediately. I go, well. You texted me first while you were still there. You have go, you been here? Hey, have you ever been here? And I'm like, sir. He sent me a picture of him in front of the same wall. <laughs> so I get it. I get Welcome it. Welcome to the club, was. Welcome to the club. <laughs> like, I'm never going to Vegas again and not going to that store. I've never seen anything like it. It I, was, it was so good. We've been there once, and we didn't buy anything because they're expensive. They they're are. very expensive. So a lot of their shoes... There's like the sneakers app through Nike that has limited drops. It's like a lottery. And if you don't hit on it, you can go to this store and all of those shoes, they've got them probably for double the face value, but it's better than 10 times the face value yeah, exactly. for some of those shoes. Exactly. So, you know, you're looking at, for, I mean, obviously they have the exp- super expensive ones. You're looking at 250 400 bucks somewhere in that range for a pair of shoes. And we had a good night at the slots one night and said, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. I loved it. Dude, the feeling of walking out of that a store, any of those stores in Vegas, with a giant bag in your hand, you feel you good. You feel freaking cool. You feel good. It feels and, awesome. And, and now I own Drake's line of Nike Air Force Ones. <laughs> Certified lover boys is what they're called. I have them. They're mine. I own them. Hannah goes, you going to wear them tonight? I go, no, I'm not wearing them tonight to the concert. I'm going to mess them up. I'm like, who am I? What just happened? Did I turn into Paul? I'm Paul now. What the hell? Paulie was like a proud dad when I called him, but... Man, we had the best time. Uh, thank you guys for for uh, being here on Friday. And uh, it sounds like you had a great show. I heard you. I listened to the open. You guys were talked talked a little bit about Maddie Strom. 
Uh, man, yeah, I was so excited to see Maddie coming to get that save uh, the other night. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Tons to get to. Yep. Actually, uh, NLCS gets underway tonight. Some ALCS breaking, is already underway. And yeah, some breaking baseball news. We will give you that right after the daily ditty. Next, uh, some surprise news out of the National League East. We will share with you, and then uh, we'll get into everything football weekend. We got Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue with us. Eight thirty-five to talk more playoffs as well. Should be a fun. Monday. It's good to have Woods back. Sounds like he had a really nice time. I did. Uh, we will be back with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. Let's check traffic right now with Kelly Danick on 97.3 The Fan. Get cast and fast body, they man's mama. Rich Texas again riding with three llamas. Revenge in the eyes. Hennessy in the night. Now, words to the wise. With villain state of minds. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from behind. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm also familiar with this particular ditty. Now, why did Paul choose? Songs about being satisfied. <laughs> um, that's a good theme. That wasn't the theme I was going for. Though. What is it? So, uh, in honor of your trip mm-hmm. and the story that you just told, mm-hmm. the theme this week is bands you would love to see at the Sphere. Oh, that's a great one. Okay, that's, that's a, a great pretty great one. That's a pretty wide open. It's choice, wide open. Yeah. But well, I some think, of them's not gonna, you know, some you could put anybody, you could put the three of us in there, and then people are gonna be like, "This is badass." Right. But oh, I thought of a ton of bands. I'm like, no, I think I just want to see that band. I'm thinking, who's gonna have the, the effects, the, the visuals? Thing. Who's gonna, who's gonna do it right? Who's gonna do it right? Oh God, they did it right. Oh, I I couldn't. Uh, they were the perfect. They were doing this stuff in '91 when Octung Baby came out. I saw them on the tour. And they had they were so far ahead of their time with the digital uh, stuff that they did, and then to have them here, it just made perfect sense. And I mean, they're just knocking it out of the park, and they're seventy years old. Model still <laughs> sounds great. Edge looks amazing. Like Adam Clayton's still the coolest dude I've ever seen. And you're watching, going, "How do you how you guys doing it, man? I'm 48 years old. You barely get out of bed. It's just incredible." They had a he, they were a, it was on a turntable. Like a, it looked like a record player. So Bono's holding a mic stand and it's spinning around like a record. He's just holding it, singing the first song. Everything they did was spectacular. <laughs> and he sounded, 
I was nervous that he was going to sound, you know, old. He didn't. Sounded great. The harmonies were like like back when they were in the 90s, man. It was just incredible. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Yeah, I was trying to think of a bunch of different bands, and I thought, man, I think the Stones, the Stones with, the with their visuals and everything and the music. and All you'd need is the lips just <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> just like the lips. That's it. Oh, Paulie, it's a great, great theme this week. You sold a lot of tickets, I think, to the Sphere this morning with your review. That was a five-star plus review of your experience for sure. God, man, it was so good. I, and now that I'm now that it's gone, I told Hannah, I go, well, when's the when's the special coming out? That's like uh, I'll I'll spend whatever it takes to see like the behind the scenes and and what they did because it, it, did, it did. We did feel like we were in a little bit of a part of history. I think that was their. S- seventh show there i feel like all right man you got in the top 10 of of concerts there we figured they're gonna have a chance to work out the kinks there was not a kink in sight the venue by the way i know it's new it is immaculate the floor you look at the i was looking at the floor i'm like there's not a stain it is immaculate there's a bar back there that looks like a bar out of uh, star wars i mean it's all dark in the neon and you're like this is incredible. This is just an incredible, incredible place. Easy in, easy out. Uh, we had we were on the floor, which was – I saw the seats, and people were like, oh, if you sit in the 200s, you actually get the best view. I'm like, I can't dance. I can't move. I can't play fake drums like sitting in a seat. The floor was the way to go. Nice. So, yeah, it was great. All right. As uh, teased, we do have some breaking news out of the uh, world of baseball. Breaking news on 97.3. The Fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Yeah, after their uh, their surprising season and run to the playoffs, bit of a shocker that general manager Kim Ng of the Miami Marlins is out today. Craig Mish reporting that uh, the team and Ng – I guess unable to reach agreement on a new contract. Her deal was expiring at the end of the 2023 season. 24. So there was a mutual option. Okay. And she declined the mutual option, probably wanting to renegotiate. I don't want to speak for her. Should have some leverage, though, after that season. So you say, hey, I'm going into next year as a lame duck GM as well after Mm -hmm. we're on the right track. You know, I've heard from Skip nothing but the most glowing positive reviews he goes do you have any like she's so easy to work with she listens to everybody she will make the decision but she wants everybody's input she wants the culture to be great here and she was a big part of that culture turning around along with him they were a a really dynamic team and uh so i'm sure they said hey well we're gonna pick up this option and she said well what about two more years and they said no 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 we're not gonna do that which i think is absurd but what it does do is it frees up one of the most talented, brilliant GMs in baseball to now take another position in probably probably five or six markets I can think of off the top of my head that could probably use her. I, I mean, think her agent's phone is burning. Is blowing, up right yeah, now. no question. I think New York. I think uh, David Stearns will be looking for a new GM as Billy Epler resigned. Uh, AJ Preller has been rumored to want to hire a GM here. I think she'd be a phenomenal fit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be from a lack of, of opportunity for her. Um, and she'll be, able to, she'll be able to get the deal that she deserves. And I think she absolutely deserves it. The moves she made at the deadline to help propel them were spectacular. It's a really intriguing idea for the San Diego Padres. Massively Now, intriguing. I have no knowledge. I mean, this is just breaking now. So no idea whether they'd be interested, but... 
you can certainly see how it could tick some boxes in terms of creating that extra layer, you know, perhaps between Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller. Certainly, uh, just in, in general, kind of a PR win. Not that it's a PR hire. She certainly uh, earned her spot and no proven doubt. herself. But, you know, it's a it's a positive story for a team that could use a little positive vibes in their front office right now. Uh, based on you know last season and what the narrative has been going into this off season, this can change that. The stories about the Padres would, I think, instantly change coming out of the front office with Kim Ng having a more forward facing role. If they were interested in hiring her, so now, yeah, Padres, I think that's an intriguing, an intriguing possibility. Padres were on her years ago. Yeah, I mean they they've spoken to her before, um, so they should be very familiar with her and her work. I do want to talk about this uh, today because there'll there'll be another story. Uh, I'm sure you all saw the news yesterday of uh, Alyssa Nakin getting uh, interviewed by the San Francisco Giants. And really, man, some of the things I saw online yesterday, some of them from Aubrey Huff, but some of them from other people, people I know, people I follow, were really kind of a bummer. And I, I just want to maybe ask the question later, what's the problem? You know, what would the problem be with a female manager in baseball? So think about that. Noodle it, noodle it over. You can call in. We don't have to give your name. I won't. I won't embarrass you. I just. I genuinely want to know what would the problem be. Okay. Well, we're going to talk baseball in our next segment. So if you want to join us, eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Talking about Game One of the American League Championship Series, the runaway train that is the Texas Rangers. They have not lost in the postseason yet. God, that was a good game. Got another fantastic Woo! pitching performance. We had another base running controversy in the playoffs again. <laughs> little, little tiny feet. We can talk about that coming up next. Uh, this hour of Men and Woods is brought to you by the Golf Mart. We'll come back uh, next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. town this weekend woods but you did notice that uh, our local teams uh, fared pretty well very well the aztecs won on saturday night in hawaii close game the uh the gulls won their first two games of the season both on the road in happy ontario for them, dude. happy for matt savant and no the gulls. doubt man they needed that they got their home opener on friday and uh, yesterday uh the wave won the nwsl shield which is the regular season championship they both had to win and they needed Portland to lose. Both things happened, so uh, they'll be the number one seed going into the playoffs. They get a bye, and Ooh, they will play. But wait, what about the rest? Oh yeah, well, is the rest going to be talk too about rest? They don't play them. until November fifth. Oh, so well, now you they, have they probably the will forget. You've got your built-in excuse how to play wave? soccer entirely. Oh, They're going to have to God. relearn the game before <laughs> they get to play. That, how could they do it? And they the, uh, do it. and then where where you were in Vegas, the loyal came up with a win in their final ever regular season game. Uh, happened on the road against Las Vegas Lights. Uh, they ended up in third place in the NWSL, so they do have that home playoff game coming up on the 22nd, a little less of a layoff. Uh, next weekend they will play in their home opener or playoff opener against Phoenix Rising, and now it's win or the franchise is done time. Yeah, so every just game from keep here winning. on out. Yeah, you, you you lose, it's it's folded. It's 
even if you win, it's folded. You win them all, it's still over, but, but that would be any time you lose now, it's over. So that really adds to the pressure. And you know it's going to be a great scene in that next game coming up uh, with the locals and, and everybody showing up for the, the playoff uh, game and uh, knowing that this could be the last time. So it'll be a big one. Saw so uh, a bunch of Tier 1s out in uh, Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, saw some Tier 1s on the plane that were uh, coming off of a, a – they blew it out. I saw our buddy Brandon. Boy, he looked like he looked like he got put through the ringer. <laughs> I saw him in the airport. <laughs> He's like, "Oh man, I went a little too hard." They raged after that win. They invited me, uh, but it was after the show, and I was I was ready to go back to bed and uh, fondle my wife. So that's what I did uh, instead. But I hope you guys had a good time. The way the wave thing is interesting. I was texting with a buddy, and I said, to, "I said so. This is this is how they do it in Europe. The best." team in the regular season wins a, 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 a prize. Well, that's it. There's no... I mean, they win the title. There's the no title. playoffs. They, now, they they gave them this shield, this like plaque or plate yeah. at the end of the game, but technically, you don't really win. You gotta win the playoffs to win the championship. Right. But you won the... It's a regular season, which is what I've still, by the way, still been seeing a lot of baseball fans still upset that the the top seeds are out and they want to play they want to do it like they do in Europe play for the prize of, yeah the uh, in, in the NHL the team that wins the uh, regular season title it wins the president's trophy i think right. it is at the end of the year do they take that trophy around and drink beer out of it and do bumps off of it and throw <laughs> it in rivers and sleep with it and make love to it like they do with the Stanley Cup no they don't i'm i'm not anti celebrating the regular season. I, I'm not. I know it's 162 games. It's a long-ass grind. That should be celebrated, which is why they, they celebrate. But for me, I still can't believe. Like Dave Roberts did an interview the other day, and he talked about the format hurting them again. And it's just like I can't, I can't wrap my head around saying that out loud if I was a competitor. I can't imagine being a competitor winning so many games having the ultimate chance to play a lower seed and complaining about it when I didn't get the job done. Well, I, I think, really can't wrap my head around I it. I think, you know, and we don't ever talk about the the converse, but the Tampa Bay Rays had a great regular season. Didn't the format hurt them? The fact that they didn't win their division, even though they won 100 games and had to play in a wild card series against a team and got two games against, you know, a team that turned out to be red hot and they're done. Don't they have more of a complaint about the format than a team that waited just four or five days to rest and get to play their first series the next week? Yeah, I, I yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's definitely there's definitely things you can do, I think, to to fix it and make it better, but you know, what about the team Ben? What about the team like the Rays? Like you said they didn't win their division. So they would have to play if they still did the one game playoff. Would they still have to play in the one game playoff? Yeah. Hey man, we played 162 games. We won 100 of them, 99 of them. And now we got to play in a one game. You can't decide baseball in one game. Okay, well here's 3. Well no, not like that. We don't want it like that. Well, what do you want? You want 7? You want 12? Play till you win? I don't understand. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for these competitors, these highly paid competitors, to get up there and talk about a layoff. It just makes no sense to me. I can't. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror if I was like, well, we had too much rest. We got out of sync. That's on you. 
That's on you. And ultimately, it may not be about rest at all. Let's talk about it because the Texas Rangers, especially obviously in the American League, just might be the, the hottest, best team right now. And there's really nothing else to it. Uh, we'll get to yesterday's American League Championship Series right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. I thought last night's Game 1 of the ALCS was a playoff game. It felt like a playoff game. Not every playoff game always feels like a playoff game. But last night's, that's what I think of when I think of playoff baseball. Man. Low scoring, you know, a lot of big moments, you know, chances to score, but, you know, teams leaving some runners on base. Good pitching. Waiting, good pitching, waiting for someone to come up with a big hit, get a big, you know, solo home run somewhere. One controversial play that happens at some point in the game. That felt very much like a playoff game. It could have gone either way. I didn't think the Astros were run off the field by the Rangers, but nope. Rangers played the better game. They take the one nothing series lead with the 2 nothing win. They steal back home field advantage and improve to 6-0 and so far in the postseason. They have been uh, essentially perfect so far. They had one game where they gave up eight runs, but they had a big lead in that one. Otherwise, you look at the uh, the runs they've given up. It's been 0-1-2-1-0-1. I mean, and that, they, they've gotten great pitching so far this postseason. And that much maligned bullpen that struggled so mightily down the stretch and had more blown saves by far than anyone in baseball, they've locked it in. And they are, are pitching with a lot of confidence. And Bruce Bochy is doing a really, really good job at calling the right numbers right now for the guys out of the pen. Our guy was really good, Monty. Uh... He was so good last night. Three Ks against Jordan, Cade, Cade Jordan three times. Uh, fearless, fearless pitching. They from, did not throw him a strike. They they just oh, kept he, working outside for the zone. He mostly. hung one. one he yeah. hung one, and I was like, oh, dude, you're lucky he missed that because that ball's going 500 feet. But, but he's like the hottest hitter in the postseason. No right? doubt. Like, he's the one guy you're like, you're not, you're not beating us. And Jordan, <laughs> Jordan went in on him. He went in on him. There was a, a line. They showed the graphic, and every pitch, Ben, was like straight like this. Down the inside, they none of them leaked out over the plate. And I think that was the first K. Uh, it was a really well pitched game. Justin Verlander, I thought, pitched really, really well uh, as well. So he had a funky play with Altuve, forgetting, well, failing to retouch second on his way back to first. His little tiny feet within those big. Yeah, bags. I, I heard uh, some people going off on brain fart by Jose Altuve. He should know better. It to me. And obviously there were no, no great replays of it. The, the angles that they had for television were kind of weird, but this is the eighth inning. Alex Bregman hits one that looks like it's gone, but that weird ballpark. I mean, if he pulls it to the left, it's gone. If he hits it another 10 feet, it's gone. But right in that little cutout, a uh, great catch by Evan Carter, who's been a playoff sensation after being called up in September and now has been one of the absolute critical performers for the Rangers. How good is that kid? As was he, 21? 21. 21 years old. He's been critical for them so far. So rips he- rips one down to first. Abreu slows it down, but it gets through. He did not hesitate. One second around the bag, and then he looked, and he ran, and uh, Kyle Tucker could not throw him out. Next guy gets a knock. So that's the first run off Verlander. Yeah. I mean, he made the catch of... The, the playoffs so far, maybe Michael Harris's was probably a little bit better, but this one, in the deepest part of whatever they call that Leaping place. Leaping catch, yeah, Minute, Minute Maid. Maid Park still, yeah. Oh, my God. So he throws it back in, and uh, credit to the Rangers for being alert and aware, because they went right to second base going, I think he missed the bag Simeon coming back. was pointing he, at yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, they were all on top of it. The, re- the umpire called him safe initially. 
So it the the situation was Altuve. It wasn't like Bryce Harper where he had made a big turn and then had to come back and, and touch touch. He had just barely gotten there, so it was almost like he hit it and just did the turnaround. Like I'm going right back, and never kind of touched it twice. I don't I don't even know how it worked. If you were standing on second, if you run straight to second and you're standing there and they catch it and you run back, you're fine. You're fine. But if your foot comes off the bag before he catches it, you have to at least tap it again Correct. on the way back. And he had kind of just taken his foot off the bag just before it was caught and then made the turn backwards. Yeah, cut in front of the bag, basically. Yeah, yeah before going. He didn't He didn't like cut the corner no, or anything. No. You know, it's not like he ran straight through the infield. No. I think that's what people... <laughs> it's a good know. bit. Oh, he's at third base. He ran right across the mound to get back to first. <laughs> I've seen he can't it. Do that. I've seen, yeah, that seen that it before. in Little League, yeah, for sure. It happens. <laughs> but that's not what he did. He just did a weird... You know, his feet, when they turned, just kind of were awkward, and, and he didn't get a chance to tap it on the way back. Yep, uh, he did not, and that was a huge, huge double play. Uh, but the bullpen, you know, Chapman came in, and I, I was like, oh, my God, he did it again. Another huge <laughs> game-tying home run from Bregman. Nope, the catch was made. Uh, and Evan Carter, brilliant, brilliant catch. Brilliant uh, piece, you know, thought to get it back in quick. The Rangers were really heads up there. They were locked in. And then Jose Leclerc. Comes in in the ninth, and oh, my Lord, just fuzzy. 98, K-ing everybody up. He looks so good. So, yeah, that, that bullpen that was the Achilles heel of that team is really, really finding their way. I mean, you're not going to go far without a good bullpen, and that was their, like, only weakness. And the, these guys, they don't – this Evan Carter doesn't know where he is. So he doesn't know, Ben. He doesn't realize, really, he's in the ALCS playing against the Houston Astros. I mean – he just, it's not too big for him. He's having a ball. The post-game interview with him was adorable. And he's like, I'm, I'm just, this is the most fun I've ever had in my life. I'm just going to have fun. And uh, they're just out there crushing right now. So good for them. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's such a big one to steal the first game. Well, now Houston. it makes the game two, I mean, it's not a must win, but really important for the Astros uh, to get this one. It's this afternoon. So we're just hours away. 137 first pitch. And they'll put Framber Valdez uh, out on the mound. You feel good about that. But you're going up against uh, Nathan Ovaldi, so a guy who absolutely can keep the Rangers in this game and with their offense. I mean, they're looking, if they go home up 2-0 and 7-0 in the playoffs and then only have to win two of the next five games to advance to the World Series, the Rangers will be in a dominant position in the series with three home games left, needing to win just two of them to go on, which makes this an absolutely now critical game for the Astros to at least get the split at home and even the series before you go to Texas. So yeah, by this, uh, by this afternoon, you know, around five o'clock today, you know, the Rangers could be sitting in the catbird seat in this series on their way to the world series. So huge game before the NLCS even starts tonight, the, uh, the ALCS could be, you know, very lopsided already. Yeah, Arizona and Philly, they go first pitch scheduled just after 5 p.m. I pulled up uh, ESPN, the MLB schedule page, and it shows the teams, shows the time, shows the channel, and it shows the pitching matchup. And then on the far right, it says tickets, and I think ESPN has a partnership with Vivid Seats, and it'll say, like, tickets as low as, you know, $82, like the cheapest way to get in. In Houston right now, Tickets as low as fifty bucks. Okay, 50 well, bucks you know they're, they're a little spoiled. They've been to seven straight American League Championship Series, so it's not it's not special anymore. It's not new. It's not the World Series yet. So I, I get it. In Philadelphia, 
to watch game one of the NLCS. Tickets as low as $174. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want to be part of that atmosphere right now mm. at Citizens Bank Park? I'm sure that... That's uh, the place to be. Yeah, I mean, just like Petco Park was last October, everyone wants to be at Citizens Bank Park for this game. It's a matchup of Zach and Zach H., Zach Gallen without an H and Zach Wheeler with an H, two great pitchers, two red hot teams. Um, the Diamondbacks are big underdogs in this series, yep. and I don't know that they should be. I think there's some narrative going on here that the Phillies are unbeatable, the team of destiny. That they're a team of destiny, and sometimes it's hard to believe that they're not. Yeah, but there's it dismisses the fact that the Diamondbacks are playing really good baseball it, right are. now, and I I just. I do think the Phillies are the favorites, but not as overwhelming as some people are making it out to, to be. Yeah, a lot I mean, of people are going, this is going to be a sweep or it, maybe five game series. It's baseball. It wouldn't shock me at all if Arizona won It wouldn't shock me if they won the series as well because yeah, it is baseball. And I don't think they're getting a, quite enough credit for, for how well they are playing, how they dispatched the Dodgers, how they took out the Brewers. I mean, they've, they're five and one so far. They're going up against a, a Phillies team. That is also five and one in the postseason. And, and, the, and the top of the Diamondbacks rotation is sick. very good. Well, and they got a they got a rookie that doesn't really know what he's doing either. And Corbin <laughs> Carroll, he doesn't really care. Like he knows, yeah. like he's like, oh yeah, this is this is what you do. He's a rookie, and he's got his team in the NLCS right now, and he's been incredible. In the you, you look at those Phillies guys, and you go, oh yeah, they've definitely got an advantage, but. Hey, they they won what ninety games or whatever they won for a, a reason. They they have slumps. Those guys go cold. Even Bryce Harper goes cold occasionally. I know it hasn't happened a lot in the playoffs, but you never know when it's coming. And they're not going to stay hot forever. And I just I feel like this series you got a could good be, feeling. I just feel like it could be closer than a lot of people are getting it credit for. I just keep hearing, oh uh, yeah, the ALCS is going to be good, but the NLCS, no one can beat Philly, and Philly, it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's, it's not to, impossible. It's hard to beat a team that is playing with house money, and that's what I feel like the Diamondbacks think that they're doing right now. Like, hey, we're just going to lay it all out there and see what happens. Win four games. All right, end of hour number one. Don't forget, you can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valente each Friday night at 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan as they break down all the NFL games. It is brought to you nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you those by Drink It and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. We'll come back. I want to talk a little uh, NFL yesterday. We had two major surprises, and we'll play some Take on Woods as well coming up next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 